Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. And we'd like to thank Vita Brevis Clothing for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Hello, viewers, and welcome to Seat Time. And what you have come upon is episode 20. We have made it 20 weeks straight consistently. We may have skipped a Monday night of recording, but we at least have not skipped a full uh, week of recording. So I think that's pretty awesome. I'm impressed as hell with this. <laughs> We're doing a good job! Um, so, what happened is, is we didn't really have enough time to kind of come up with something fun to do. We had a lot going on. But our buddy Sam Reynolds, who we race uh, a lot of the T-Sec races, was like, Hey, well, cool. How about I come on the episode, we'll drink a bunch of Mickeys and have a good time. And I was like, all of those sound like fun. We should do that. Well, unfortunately, Sam had a lot going on as well in the busy schedule of life. And he couldn't make it tonight, but the guy was still nice enough to buy us a crap ton of Mickeys. For us to drink tonight. So, Sam Reynolds, thank you very much for making episode 20 something it's going to be better than anything else. And for tomorrow, the toilets. Sorry. <laughs> we apologize now. So, yeah, Sam, thank in you. My, in my mind, I'm already uh, writing an apology letter to an American standard somewhere. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is not going to work out well. But thank me. you, Sam. I don't know what it is about being around you where somehow it always ends up with you handing over liquor or beer or <laughs> we, you apparently yeah. my, doesn't like people see stand up straight that's the thing yeah, no, my liver wronged Sam in a previous life or something like that he's getting I, it back now though he's yeah, certainly getting I, it back I will now. never forget the Crown Royal Night at the Red River, uh, Red River Enduro uh, apparently uh, that, Joseph Sutherland won't either <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no. oh well that's okay I've apparently got mean whatever <laughs> who'd have thunk it but uh for those of you that have no idea who we are or what you've actually paid attention to in this moment, I am Brian Pierce, and I am uh, we're you're watching Seat Time, and I'm Jason Schmidt, at Triple Hard, and you're still watching Seat Time. Yeah, all this time. Who knew? I don't know. All right. Well, let's get into other events. Well, actually, one thing that went on last weekend was our first inaugural Ooh. awesomeness competition. Inaugural, as in I don't know, it might be yearly. We might just do it bilaterally. Who knows? I'm not too sure. But the awesomeness competition was quite awesome, as you would uh, go figure about it. Hey. Mm. I don't know. Jason's still going to drink for a little while. But we had a lot of fun. We were at the National Enduro in Bismarck. Uh, we, we did have was a 100-meter uh, row sprint competition with our Concept 2 rower that I borrowed from CrossFit Strong, the box that I attend for CrossFit. Thank you very much, Gail. And then we had our tire-changing competition. So thank you very much, Brian Story, at SMS Racing. For Absolutely. letting us borrow some of the equipment that we use there, especially the tire and the wheel. <laughs> yes. The things oh, that are and important. The tubes. <laughs> yeah, things that are important to have for a tire changing competition. Uh, we did use my tools though. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you supplied a stand. Yeah. <laughs> there was the WD forty that came out of my toolbox. Yeah. See, we brought something to the <laughs> yeah, table. Something to the table. Mm. But uh, it went over really, really well. So we wanted to say thank you to all of our sponsors: Fly Racing, SMS. Uh, racing in Denton, we had Matrix Concepts, Maxis Tires, and Scott Sports. All stepped up to the plate and gave us great stuff to give away to all the winners, which we're going to go through a little bit later when we talk about the National Enduro. But the awesomeness competition was really, really fun, and I'm glad. And I want to say thank you for everybody that came and everybody that participated, because I thought it was a grand. Yeah, I had a great time meeting a lot of y'all out at the Enduro, and also I had a great time. It, thanks again to our sponsors, because we had just ridiculous prizes to give away. It was awesome, and I think everybody really, really enjoyed it. So there's going to be a footage. Uh, there, we took a bunch of footage, 
and we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna try to edit together that and see how it goes. It'll be interesting to say the least. Absolutely. Well, other events this last weekend, we had the National Hare and Hound in Jericho, Utah. Back to Utah. This yeah. was the one that was snowed out like a couple weeks ago or months ago. Absolutely. Weather hasn't really been cooperating <laughs> with a lot of motorcycle endeavors yeah, as no. of late. Um, Kendall Norman was in the lead through the first 65-mile uh, loop. Excuse me, and starting the Mickey's. <laughs> Mickey's. Yeah. And starting the second 45-mile loop uh, with around 10 miles to go from the finish the man, the legend, Kurt Caselli, yep, made a pass on Norman for the lead, and from there, he took it in, and he took it in real hard. He took it in real hard. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I got so all choked Jason up and excited. In the throat, apparently. Yeah, Kurt Caselli took the win. Obviously, Kendall Norman in second, and Destry Abbott in third. And uh, Heron Hound is going to be off for a bit until October, so. Yeah. Kind It'll of be a while till yeah. we get to. Who wants to race in the desert in 110 yes. degree weather? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hitting the time of year where everyone's like, okay, we went from get out there and sweat because it's hard work to it's ball sweat hot if you're just like walking to your car. So this is when everything tapers yeah. off. That would be pretty pretty insane. Um, when you bring things in to a little bit more of a local front, we had one of our local uh, torn races this past weekend. I believe it was round four of the torn series. Um, so. Deuce, deuce. That's, it would be four. Quattro. Quattro! I don't know Spanish. Um, but that was in Combine, Texas. Um, I got to talk a little bit with Cameron Ishmael and Caleb Ramsey, uh, our first and third place winners in that event. And Cameron had a ton of fun. He did really, really well. He got a great start, which he has been lacking on, even though he's had still quite a few wins. Awesome um, finishes. but Yeah, he's been yeah. having great finishes, just not as, not as good a starts as he would like. From this case, he said he had a really good start with Caleb and Austin right off the bat. And uh, once, uh, right after the beginning of the second lap, he was in first place and he took it all the way in. So, great ride, Cameron. And then Caleb Ramsey, who was in third, he had a pretty good race. He said he got a little crazy every now and again and, and, and tried to push it. But um, there were these, I, I really don't know what you want to call them because there were these kind of mounds, but they were, ver uh, I don't know. They weren't hills because they obviously weren't hills. We're in Texas. There were these crazy kind of mounds that created these ditches, so they weren't that far apart. And opposed to people like myself, who would... They were moguls. They were... See, they were bigger than moguls, man. No, man, I, that sounds like moguls. That's okay, before we're going to go with moguls, because Jordan, Jordan's a lawyer, almost. So, there were these mogul-ish <laughs> long things that... He'll sue us if we don't agree. Yeah. Oh my god, he's gonna beat me with his lawyer stick. But I, can, I can only two thirds sue you guys. <laughs> Just remember that. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Cookie's the third one, sue her. Yeah. Uh, but. He had this amazing line, and I said, there was this picture of him just freaking launching off of one of these moguls and landing on the other one. This shit was not close. I mean, we're talking like, I mean, it would have been a triple in a Supercross race. It was freaking ginormous. I'll see if I can dig up a picture when I actually edit this together, because it's, it's pretty crazy. So Large. And then, uh, so it was Cameron Ishmael in first, we had Austin Henderson in second, and then we had Caleb Rimsley in third. So congrats to all those guys. It's a good job <clears> at the torn race. Still in Texas, but a little bit farther away, we had round six of the Torque Series at Heffley Ranch. Uh, not a lot of details on it, but uh, congrats to Martin Howell in first, Brad Kamer in second, and Nathan Gertz. <laughs> Gertz. Yeah, we're still going with that interpretation of yeah. your name in third. Yeah, congrats to Martin Howell. He's actually uh, an old T-Set guy. His, uh, his father, Marty Howell, has been involved with T-Set for a very, very long time, so it's... Uh, <laughs> 
And Mark, Martin is a double-A rider when he comes and does the T-Sec stuff. So, I mean, it's good to see, you know, the double-A enduro guys putting it down at uh, cross-country events. I like seeing that. Absolutely. I can't do that. I'm glad that other double-A guys can't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the next item of business would be the National Enduro in Bismarck, Arkansas. Yeah. Train I have, robbers. I have to kind of make a disclaimer about this. My father is a member of the Arkansas Dirt Riders. He's Stephen Pierce. You guys met him if you've seen some of the back episodes. He came in one time as a surprise guest, if you will, talking about the National Enduro. Um, and so he is my father. Um, I try not to be too biased because of it. I have always loved riding out there. I think it's a great piece of property. Um, but I yeah, also will say that. that there have been interesting issues come quite a few of the train robbers and duros. Um, and, and a lot of it just comes down to marking and other little things about the property that are just really weird and they have to work around. And it just sucks to see some of the things that don't work out a lot. We'll get into details, but I'm kind of giving a little disclaimer that I guess I might come across as a little biased for my opinion. Well, so. and it's one of those things. I That property is awesome. I You could... I could happily spend a week out there. Yeah. Just pull up a camper, spend a week riding trail, never get bored. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the points where people have a problem with that race is they don't dumb it down. They actually, if anything, they made this course easier for the national. Yeah, they had the to, problem yeah. being that there was just an ungodly amount of rain that yeah. rolled through that section of Arkansas. Inches, Twenty-two inches of rain up till the race. Um, I think between Friday and Saturday. So and I don't know enough, about I don't know about your start, but when I was on the line getting ready oh, you for my see it. yeah no I was getting hammered. Yep, that with was about rain. five miles in for us is when we started getting the rain, Ooh. which timing wise works out. Works about. Um, but yeah, I mean the it's so the the property at the uh, at train the, the, the train robbers and Drew is held on is a very very mm-hmm. rocky property. You know they don't have a lot of silt. There's not a lot of sand. It's just a lot of good dirt with a lot of rocks and roots, and so. It doesn't get very boggy unless it's a very boggy section. And where it was boggy, it was really effing boggy. Yeah, I mean, don't think crazy. mud hole, think tank track. Yeah, it was. It I was mean, really, really it bad. was ungodly. But it's for the people that are bitching about it. How is that in anyone's control? Yeah. Okay. So what a lot of people were complaining about the two there's two spectrums to the to the what people are complaining about when it comes to the National Enduro this past weekend in Bismarck. One is the conditions. The conditions you can't help the conditions. What you can be awesomely happy about is that the race didn't get canceled. This was on private property. There were and and the way the terrain is laid out, the way the course is laid out, everything, but ninety percent of the terrain of the trail was rideable. Um, now when you put five hundred riders on it. It obviously has to widen a little in some of the more soggy spots. The other issue that a lot of people had was the marking between uh, test sections or in the transfer sections. And I myself even came victim to one of those. And I was kind of in a pissed off mood because of it. It didn't make my day. And I saw my father on the way back in and I stopped and I gave him a piece of my mind. Granted, if it had been any other you know, member that I knew, I probably wouldn't have been as vigorous about what I had to say, but it was my dad, and I apologized to him afterwards because I realized that I was more in the heat of the moment about being mad because of the fact that I just spent five minutes being lost, but in reality, I was just going back to the gas stop, so it wasn't the end of the world, but there were people who did have a lot of problems in the transfer sections getting to the next test, and, you know, that's just something that they need to work on for next time. I mean, I don't... There's no really other way to say it. Unless we had somebody here, you know, to back up what may have happened. They just something to work on. So 
And absolutely, like we said before, the Ross property is amazing. It's always a difficult enduro, regardless. I mean, if the weather was perfect, maybe they had like three or four inches of rain two days before. Everything was absolutely pristine, perfect conditions. That race is going to be hard, and there were going to be people that DNF, and that's just the way it goes. So you add the weather into it. Man, it was just it was just a rough well, situation. I think Jim Hollow had that course at almost ninety two miles, um, and then they cut it back to like seventy. I think after Alan uh, after Alan from uh, the NEPG wrote it, yeah. so <laughs> it would have been harder and longer, guys. By the way, uh, but it was really really fun. I myself had a horrible race, but I had a ton of fun finishing because it was very 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 tough. I got stuck in one section. I got stuck in the mud hole. Not even ten seconds later, a gentleman pulls up stops, puts his bike on his kickstand, gets off his bike, pulls me out of the mud hole, gets back on his bike, takes off. He didn't say a single word to me. He just did it. That is sportsmanship. I don't know who the guy was, but if I, if you're watching this for some strange reason, thank you, because you helped me get out of a mud hole that I probably would not have been able to get out of by myself. So it was quite awesome. Well, as my much-chronicled problems with keeping a <laughs> mechanized two-wheeled vehicle... Moving? Yeah. keeping running. That, yeah, keeping one running have been run through on this show. Um, before I picked up my two-stroke, uh, the issues at hand were laid out to Brian's dad, Big Papa Pierce, as Big we'd Papa like to call Pierce. him. Uh, he was kind enough to offer up a couple of his different bikes, and I was like, well, no, I obviously will kill any four-stroke that I come near. I mean, they won't even let me into most of the local dealerships anymore. So I... Uh, he brought up the idea, like, hey, how about you race my 1980s Can-Am 400 in the vintage class? It's and a great grass track bike. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a nice, great, dry grass track bike. So, yeah, I, I had the joy and privilege of taking that um, with five minutes of prep time. Because the uh, the with all the rain they'd had, I couldn't go out on the kind of test and tune loop there, so... I had five minutes of riding around a field to get ready to ride a 400cc 1982-stroke with drum brakes. He's pretty sure awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's one of those, that was my awesomeness competition this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no way around that. That was my, um, yeah, I don't value my life much moment. But, uh, no, great time. Uh, took it out. Ended up having a little bit of a mechanical problem. Um, was... I've got to admit, not, not to shock you, but a 400cc <laughs> two-stroke, that runs like a rape date. I, uh, there is nothing like passing people like 75 yards into the trail and seeing or hearing them. There was one of them that we're trying to keep this more PG, but when I passed him on this rutted up muddy uphill, <laughs> when he looked over and the words that came out of his mouth... It, it it was greatness because it referenced me doing something to someone's mother and <laughs> and said son of someone um who's a female dog i'm getting passed by the guy on the old bike <laughs> that made my weekend i could have burst into flames at that point and still been happy <laughs> that was cool but uh yeah at at that point on like i said Anything could have happened, still would have been great for me. Um, made it a little bit farther in and uh, came into some really deep 
mud mud holes that are just like straight up tank traps. Oh, where, horrific. Yeah, where I mean, like your back wheel hits in and you pull up Chinese food. I mean that <laughs> that stuff went to the other end of the earth. But uh, I made it to one spot where I had to stop for some other riders that were that apparently thought the best way to ride through a mud hole was to aim for the dead center then get stuck. And when I stopped at that point, at that point, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like getting tank deep in something to get through it. I'm like, come on, kids. But uh, I don't think well. When I stopped, I ended up shutting the bike down and was helping somebody out get back to the bike. Tried to kick it, and the kickstart just went spinning around. So like, um, not correct. Yeah. So I sat there, did everything I could. I was even searching for the right size rock to try to push the tab in on the kickstarter to get it back in place. I'm and get Geico on you. Yeah, it was not going to happen. So I ended up just kind of camping out for a bit next to one of the sections with a lot of mud holes. I pulled about 20 people. Everybody? Out of different holes. Yeah, <laughs> basically everyone. I was the angel of lukewarm. No, but... Uh, to those people, you were. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it was one of those things after a while, just said F it and started hoofing my way out of there. You took your um, shirt off and used your nipple rings as like a pulley system to pull the bikes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a crude pulley system worked out, but everyone told yes. me how hot it was, so that made it worth very it. Very crude. Yeah, very crude and very sexy. No, uh, I had a great time. Though. Even I got my with bike the bike out and a broner. Awesome. Yeah, even with hoofing it out for a while, because I mean, let's face it, uh, you probably ride, so you know that walking in those boots. Yeah, it sucks. No bueno. So when you're walking through mud at some points, that is, on me, I'm six foot four. So when mud holes are waist deep on me, that's pretty effing deep, kids. Yeah, it's deep. But ah, it happens. My boots Had got a great heavy all kinds of crazy. I remember trying to ride, man. Uh, I was on Cole Kirkpatrick Road, so I got to ride on 28 with him. Cole's a pretty good friend of ours. <clears> and uh, it was just really fun to be able to see him at all the the starts and uh, all the stops of the test section. So that was amazing. But uh, I didn't really have that great of a race personally. Um, I wound up 44th overall. I think the DNF rate was about 6 It was over 60%. Yeah. I know that for sure. I don't know the exact percentage, but I know it was over 60%. Um, so one, I thought finishing this race, they should, that the Arkansas Dirt Riders should find all of our addresses and mail whoever finished some kind of something. Yeah. Because you need like a, a tough race. Like something you can put on a jacket. Or something like that. Something I can get tattooed. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. But uh, it was a really, it was a really tough race, man. I think I crashed in every section at least once. I know at least once. I had I pulled a Barsha. Well, I think Barsha pulled a Woody because I did that. Yeah, you did it first. I did it first, man. No. Totally. Oh, he damn did it. it. He did it first. What yeah. Up? What's up, man? So that's Barsha. It's no. fine. Uh, I totally like too much break going into this boggy section. The front end went into it, and I just like, whoop, bam, boom, up and over. Yeah. It was awesome. One thing for y'all playing at home, um, if you see tails or ears coming through here, it's because <laughs> I our, grew uh, something. Yeah, oh. exactly. There was something strange in that mud in Arkansas. No, uh, our, our buddy Cookie, Jordan's dog, is chilling in here with us today. There's a bad storm. She doesn't like storms, so she won't leave my side. Yeah, if, if, at certain points in this episode, if you hear a strange tornado. noise, it's because there are tornado sirens going it's the off. the Mickey police coming to arrest us for yeah. dislodging here. Yeah, to give you an idea, granted, I was in the vintage class, so, uh, but... Boom! Boom! Move, person, get out the way! <laughs> yeah, so, 
There's my, uh, yeah, that, there were, to give you an idea how bad the weather was, I have a strange feeling when I was rolling up to the line and seeing all those trucks leaving with bikes, there were damn near as many folks packing up to leave as packing up to go to the start line. It was, uh, there were a lot of folks, oh, kind of wussing out, so. Hey, man. I will take, I will take a cheap win, and I will take it all day long. I enjoy a good mud run, man. It's really technical. I, I like it when it gets technical, and it makes me think, and it makes me ride really, really hard, and I, <laughs> this race made me ride really, really hard, and I had to think the whole time, and the times that I was not thinking and was not paying attention, I was on the ground. I mean... Yeah. That's unfortunately kind of how it went. I think I wound up sixth in the AA regional class and 44th overall. So um, I know that obviously, you know, if I hadn't gone down as much, I would have placed better. But that's just something to pay attention to next to. I'm, you know, I just overthinking it and making stupid mistakes. So there's and I'm doing that. the show for Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Tickle. <laughs> um, well, another competition that happened, we talked about a little bit earlier, was the awesomeness competition. Um, we did have some placements on that, and uh, it was actually really, really good to see. Everybody came out and had a good time. Uh, in the rowing competition, we had first place was Alex McRae. Um, Kansas or Missouri, I think, is where he's from. Um, in second place, we had Jeremiah Scratch Stone, who placed, and he came back for the finals and just barely came away with second over Vic Wait, Flegel. Flegel. Dang it, I was going to say it. Okay. Y'all Vic Flegel. Y'all practiced it Whoa. so hard at the yeah. beginning of the show. Legal. Yeah. Like, Flegel. Yeah. Legal with a... Yeah. Flegel. Vic Flegel. Okay, so congrats to those guys. we got a picture we're going to put up there. Um, and we've got some footage that's coming. And then in the tire changing competition, we had uh, Randy Marin. Yes. Randy Marin with first place. And then we had Vic Flinley and Flegel. Flegel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Son of a bitch. It was like four <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> it's Flegel. Okay. We had Vic Flegel in second and uh, Scratch in third because he likes to compete, apparently. Yeah, exactly. If we would have had a pissing or spitting for distance competition, <laughs> he would have been pushing folks out of the and way. And he would have won. If he said it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, especially in the latter. Good yeah. God. There's a there's a picture that we're not going to put up, but actually we should put up because it would be hilarious. Anyway. I'm okay with it. Neither here nor there. Yeah, thanks again for everyone that participated. Great hanging out and talking with y'all. Yes. And, uh, there were a lot of, now that you say that, there were a lot of people that came up and told us that they watched the show and that they really enjoyed it. I wanted to say thank you for watching the show and for coming to talk to us about it because... Yeah. It lets us know how we're doing. I got a lot of good feedback from people. I talked to people about, here's my email address. Make sure if you come up with anything else, hit us back. Mm-hmm. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, to, even if that's all you did was just come up and talk to us. That was in itself a very re- rewarding experience. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned his name twice now, but we'd like to talk real quick about Vita Brevis clothing uh, again. Yes. Our third yeah. place and second place winner. Yeah. As mentioned, Jeremiah Scratch Stone, he's the proprietor of Vita Brevis, and a good friend of ours, and if you saw us at the National this weekend, all of us were pretty much wearing a lot of VB clothing. That's what we do for a living. Yeah, um, check him out on Facebook, check him out at VitaBrevisClothing.com, they have everything from hats, hoodies, t-shirts, things like that, I actually, I have yes. a, oh, yes. it happened, it happened. I like to call it the Matt Black hat. Yeah, yeah, has the nice little VB logo right there. And, oh, and then, I'm going to have a nice burn. One right there. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, uh, great stuff out there. New designs coming up as well. Why do you want to take my hat off me? Because awesome. I absolutely need a haircut, something vicious, and was getting into it with the chick that cuts my hair. I was like, no, you're going to cut my hair today. <laughs> and she kind of giggled and said, no, I'm not. At which point... You're you, my bitch. I'm not yours. Yeah, at that point, you have to pretty much realize, okay, I'm either going to sh- shave my head to show her what's up or deal with it. Yeah. So, I dealt with Realize it. that the food chain has been set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but check out Vita Brevis Clothing. Great stuff. Uh, Scratch is a member of the local racing scene. Definitely a guy that you need to support. Yep. Good dude. And uh, he helped out as well a little bit on the Osmonds competition. Mm. He donated some shirts as well uh, for all the winners. So uh, hopefully you guys stop by. If he didn't, we can get you in touch with him. I know he'd be more than happy to make sure that you get uh, your props to wear. So and, thank you very much to Scratch for helping us out. And also let him know uh, one of the things that he loves. Uh, we hang out with Scratch. He's one of our one of our boys so when you uh, make an order with Vita Brevis go ahead and let him know that you heard about it on seat time because it's something we can all sit back and talk about and lets us know that the message is getting out there so definitely appreciate that side of it as well that took a lot of effort Uh, I don't even want to try no it's going to take us too long no chicken box out Sure, no chicken box out. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, um, something else rolling this weekend. We had the first, the first, round one. The Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross. Yep, in Hangtown, which is Rancho Cordova. Which so somewhere in, in Southern California. California. Never yeah. been there, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take your word for it that's Southern, because yeah. it sounds it with Rancho. Yeah. We've now figured out that if it ends in O, it's probably that means South southern. Park of yeah. California. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty awesome like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Nah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe. No, it, just great to actually get that up and running. Um, obviously, if you haven't heard the news, I'm going to be happy at the end of the show. Yes, I'm pretty sure that anybody has actually stayed with us this long that you've actually watched mm. Super. I mean, the motocross that has just happened. So it was uh, some really good racing. Oh, thank you for yeah. excusing me. Yeah. Um, this time. So for Moto One, it was actually really, uh, really good to see because uh, Wyndham came in with the whole shot. Go Wyndham. Two fifty. Thirty-three. What? We're doing two fifties first. I got four fifties first. All right, we're doing the 450s first. I mean, I could start over if you want. Nah, that's quite all right. All right, we're going to start over. We'll get the 450s first. Why not? They're the big boys, little boys, I mean, whatever. Wyndham, 33 years old. Man's older than me. No, I didn't know, but that's fine. <sighs> um, whole shot. Christian Craig, who's on the uh, the lights class for Supercross, he was riding his 450, the Lucas Oil Honda, out there, and he had a really, really good start. But it was awesome to see lots of guys that were riding around Donji had some really cool passes on Metcalf. Our, uh, the Ginger Ninja was super fast out there. Um, when it came down to it, uh, we had Donji with the win, and he had a super, super huge gap on Reed and Villapoto. Yeah. That's one of the things. This weekend, it was awesome to see how well Dungey came out and hit it strong because my personal view, when I was watching Supercross this year, when I watched Dungey, he was still fast as all get out, but... I didn't think that he was going to win a race unless things went wrong for some of the other big names, whether it was Villapoto, Reed, or Stewart. This go-round, in the outdoor, he just looked fast as hell. There was no getting yeah. around it. And that just really, with the way that his his uh, his different, his different series last year just kind of had an asterisk behind him because other people weren't there or weren't healthy, 
I was I was really happy to see how strong he came out. Yeah, I agree. I think that Ryan Benji rode phenomenal, and that he really, really did show that he he deserves the number one plate. Um, we had Purcell and Dietrich were two names that kind of like got thrown into the mix, um, and it was really good to see both of those guys do extremely yeah. well um, at the same time. Um, Purcell, who hasn't ridden any <clears throat> Supercross or motocross for a while, uh, racing wise, and then Dietrich, who kind of quit doing the off road scene to come yeah. back and, and try to make a uh, motocross career. Um, so it was good to see those guys do really, really well in Moto One as well. Yeah, I'd really like to see how Dietrich goes throughout the year. I'd, well. I'd like to. That'll be somebody that I'll follow. Apparently, James doesn't want to ride a Yamaha. He's all yeah, exactly. That's about too. Not uh, racing because his bike's not ready. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, San Manuel Yamaha. They have some dust. San Manuel vagina wall. Yeah, exactly. Let him have it. What a twat. Anyway, so Moto Two, whole shot went to the Ginger Ninja. He his throwing stars ripped through the gate. Um, Reed, all right, and obviously my man crush is gonna come out at this point because he's awesome. Yeah, and I will very soon have my giant blinged out princess cut. Hate that part of it. Diamond studs and uh, he was killing it. And I'm not gonna lie, I chubbed up. It was a it was a good day for and me. That's just because you were naked on the couch. Yeah. and Bonnie was next to you, but that's fine. Yeah, actually, she was upstairs. It didn't matter. Ah. Uh, oh, uh, so that's Reed cool. ended up uh, winning the race. Dungey in second, and Villapoto in third, which took the overall for the series. Yeah, the one race into yeah. the series Ooh. would be the man, his awesomeness, Chad Reed in first. Yeah. Ryan Dungey in second, also at 47 points for the year, but still in second. Uh, the Ginger Ninja in third, down seven points. The Greatness of K-Dub in fourth, down 14. And uh, Metcalf in fifth, down 15. Uh, that's a cool thing to see. I hope he stays in that running. I hope, they, I hope these are the five, because if you can root against K-Dub, that means that you don't have a soul. And there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And damn near the same thing with Metcalf. Cookie has a soul because she yeah. has winged him. Yeah, she does. Cookie's yeah. awesome. It's always a good time. Uh, if we were to back it up a little bit and figure out what happened in the 250 Moto 1, Tomac, who won Hangtown last year as a rookie, just came away and took it from everybody. So people were kind of like, hey, is that going to happen again? Yeah. Uh, he actually came away with the whole shot, and he looked like he was doing a very, very good job of trying to win this thing. Um, but a little bit later on, after some tackling around with Stewart, uh, Wilson got by Tomac, and then Wilson kind of just stayed out The front. Stewart that showed up to Oh, yeah, excuse me, the Stewart. Malcolm Stewart. I say yeah. that as if... He was ready. Yeah. This brother actually had a bike to ride, mm. or just... Showed up. I don't know. Um, so, but Wilson came away with the win. We had Baggett at the very end, the last couple laps, throw down the fastest lap times of the day for those 250s and just... Baggett yeah. was awesome. If he'd have had more time, man, I... I he know, would have reeled yeah. in Wilson. But he also had a very, very bad start. <laughs> and so... That's why he had to be so awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the way it had to work out. And then Tomac came away with third. Tomac only being in third... Oh, it's the first race. I think that this is a very, very good showing for all three oh, yeah. of these riders. Uh, Wilson didn't have the greatest Supercross season that he was expecting to have. Baggett, as well, didn't, just mainly because of the fact that he had that bad wreck and wasn't able to race. Um, and so, and Tomac is just good. Mm. I think Tomac's still growing into his boots a little, but I think we're going to see some good stuff from him. 
Yeah, he's impressive as hell so far. In Moto 2, the whole shot went to Barsha. And <laughs> bam, bam. On the subject of Barsha, I would not buy a used bolt off one of his bikes. Absolutely That not. kid rings those things out. I mean, I've, it, I've never heard a rev limiter scream like that before. Um, and he also did end up Jordan, having a very... Jordan hasn't heard anything scream like that at all either. Mm. Again, forcing it. it. It's one of those times where it's so great. I, I'm sorry, gentle viewer, when I have to cast my eyes away to make eye contact with Jordan to see his reaction to it. Uh, if you haven't guessed, he's right here. Now, <laughs> right um, next to you, gentle viewer. <laughs> yes, gentle viewer. Now, um, uh, Barsha also had a very lovely dismount with his little like front flip dig <laughs> where he flipped over the oh, bars. Oh, I totally did that this past weekend, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, one other thing that, about Moto2 was it was awesome watching while Rattray had the lead because he's somebody that, if you followed outdoors for a bit, I mean, you've watched him. You've probably dug the way he's put things up, but seeing him in the lead and seeing him healthy again, being able to get back to that point, I really hope he has a good season. And if this race is any indication, he's going to be a force. Yeah, he's a heck of a good motocross racer, so I think we're going to see some good stuff from him again, just like we did last year and the year before. So Absolutely. And uh, Wilson was running great, but he dropped his bike in a spot where when it when it... When he clipped that hay bale and went over, I was, looking at the angle from the camera, I was like, that bike is about to roll down that hill, and his day is about to suck yeah. very hard. Because he would have hit the Toyota, and his bike would have hit him, squishing yeah. him into the Toyota, and he would have not been thanking Toyota Escondido for that awesome Toyota anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, Get this Toyota out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, if you're following Twitter, he wouldn't have been, have been as thrilled. No, um, ended up, the Baggett... Ended up having a great race, pulling everybody in. He ended up finishing first, Rat Train in second, and Wilson in third. Um, the overall so far, you've got Baggett in first, Wilson in second, down two points. Rat Train in third, down nine. Uh, Tomac also down nine at this point for that third or fourth split. And fifth place goes to Musquin. Musquin. Musquin, down 14. The Frenchman. Mm. Uh, it was actually... Marvin Muskin had a really bad wreck, and then, you know, Kid Roxy had to fill in for him on KTM, so I was just really good. It was good for Muskin because he came back, and he, he had a good placement. Um, yeah. He did. He had, a in the second moto, he had a horrible start, wound up dead last, and came back all the way to sixth. So. Yeah, and speaking of horrible wrecks and KTMs, uh, Michael oh, Lessie. Michael Lessie's wreck was just brutal. That was straight. I mean, I was just like, like. It's one of those things where I, we've obviously made some jokes about the whole hard driving dad thing on this show, but I that's one of those things that kills me. I, I really want the best for him. I always root for KTM, and uh, besides the fact that I obviously love Chad Reed and have a Honda now, coincidence? I think not, but yeah, it happened. No, but uh, Chad Reed, I. I Sorry. <laughs> on the mind. Now, Michael Essie, I, I really wanted to see what he would do on that 450 in the outdoors when yeah. it started up. And this he's definitely horrible a, way to start. He's definitely a motocross mind. guy. Yeah. And he's obviously shown that on a 450 he can do really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does suck that it unfortunately was the first race. It wasn't even the first race. It was the, first pra- it was the second practice. You know, he kind of came over. It looked like he cl- caught, caught himself a little rut. 
and he got kind of pitched over the handlebars, landed on his back, and the bike was right there behind him. It was not a very, very pretty um, no. crash. So he was knocked unconscious for a little bit. So he was up. He was yeah. talking to people as they were pulling him off. But, yeah, it just was not pretty. It's just a bad way to start the season for Michael Lessie because I think he could have had a lot coming since he's such a good motocross, such a good yeah. outdoors rider. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, all jokes aside, man, I hope everything is going well because we, yeah. regardless of the little digs and jokes, always hope the best for him. You're always and, better than us. Yeah, exactly. If nothing Set else. the bar high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's always going to be a good time, man. Um, and But, but uh, one of the things that was kind of not a good time, speaking of KTM, was that the 350 that Andrew Short was riding blew up both races. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Well, you know, right, right here. What happened? We're gonna we're gonna call this a rug, and we're gonna sweep this underneath there, because <laughs> both of us ride uh, off road stuff. So KTM's great. Anyway, so the round two of the outdoor motocross is gonna be here in our fair state, Wortham, be- Texas, in Freestone County. Go see Kevin Ruckbeschell and his son, because you won't be able to see us. Mm. In a monumental planning error, we uh, set up our buddy Kiwi. We set up a a shower, stock, stock the, stock bar, the party. bar party, which stocked the bar. We had no hope in this one. We were obviously committed. You're invited. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we will be there. You're be there? That'll yeah, happen. Good. But, uh, no. So we, uh. You're going to have a girl with it? No. I never have a girl with me. <laughs> I was trying to pick one up on the way with like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that's never worked before, so. Nope. They'll probably bring Cookie and a six pack. Uh, you should bring a 12 pack. Good time yeah, all the yeah. way around. You know me. No, but uh, it'll be there in Freestone. It's one of those things. It's ridiculous that this race is so close to us, but I have never Still made never it made to it. this race. Still never made it either. Well, Next year, this is going to happen. But, uh, I'm going to burp you off this couch if it doesn't happen. Well, you better bring your A game because I'm like really fighting through it right now. <laughs> fighting through it too. I'm fighting through it too, baby. Uh, so we're not gonna make it to. Damn you, Sam! Yeah, we're not gonna ha- We're not gonna make it to. Stop! What is your deal, man? You're freaking me out over there with your laughing giggles. Keep rolling. Ah, Read. Whatever. So we're not making it to Texas, to the National this weekend. We're not going to make it to the GNCC either, because mm. that's in Pennsylvania. That's really, that's that a lot further away. That would be even harder for us to get to and make it back to the shower. It's like, after one rock race, I do not want to go to a different rock race. But apparently the GNCC riders, who have not raced in seven weeks due to postponed races that may still happen, just turned into canceled races, um, they are going to race at the Rock Run in Patton. Pennsylvania this uh, coming weekend. So I want to see what's going to happen. Josh Strang, who has done no racing and only training and only kind of working out, uh, is in uh, second place behind Charlie Mullins, who has been doing racing and won this past weekend at the National Enduro. I want to see how that's going to play out. I mean, are they gonna, are they the two guys that are still going to be up top after seven weeks? Is somebody else going to come to the bar? I mean, what's the... Yeah, see, see what go. downtime versus getting out there and riding ends up doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, but if you're in Texas and you want to race, even though it's Memorial Day weekend and you do not have a river to float down, there are plenty of them for you to do that. There is a TCCRA race 
and it, it is in Tundra, Texas. I had to look it's this up earlier. It's not as frozen as it sounds. And it is definitely not going to be nearly as frozen as you would think it would be in Anchorage, Alaska, where our buddy James is right now. Good luck mounting, hmm? mounting the summit or whatever he's doing. Um, Summiting a mountain? Sum- Let's move those he's words gonna, around. Nah, he's totally mounting a summit right now. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, but... In Tundra, Texas, that is south of Canton. I had to look that up, so... I couldn't have told you either. I know. But... Little tiny town. It is a little tiny town. We're not going to be able to make it. We have got all kinds of stuff going on. Especially, we've got the stock the bar party. Then we got Monday. I mean, there's like... We've got to do stuff. Yeah. We've got, like, things and stuff. Maybe a trip to Home Depot. Looks like a full weekend. Yeah, all kinds of stuff is going on. But! What has gone on is episode 20. We have... St- Made it 20 weeks consecutively sitting on this couch, drinking beer, and doing this for us. Put it on the internet, then for you. Because it's a way to get away and do what we love to do and talk about everything and just have a damn good time. So thank you very much for paying attention. Yeah, check us out on seatime.co. Also, follow us on Facebook. And while we were, for the novelty's sake, still drinking out of our hand grenades, we do have Seat Time pint glasses for sale. Yes. Look us up on the website. Send your, uh, send your orders, your heart's desires to Jordan oh, man. on our site. If you want more than just a pint glass, he is the man to see. You want to mm. email him at jhesse at seattime.co. He will make sure that you have whatever your heart desires. And if, ladies, you have a big heart... He has other big things for you. So that's cool. Oh, don't upsell. Yeah. He's got other things. He has other you. average size things. things for you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he may wind up being a good lawyer one day, but he's just always going to be an average man in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Until y'all need to get pulled out of jail, and then I'm just going to do an average job. Then you're going to be awesome. <laughs> Damn it. Average job pulling bloody out of jail. I'm staying in. I probably find my lover in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gonna be like lifer? <laughs> you had a jaywalking ticket. I don't want out. <laughs> but Bubba loves me. <laughs> we have something that's real. Anyway, all right, really kids. painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hasn't sat right for a week. Who's anyway, <laughs> anyway, kids. Twenty episodes. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm sorry for whatever's wrong with you. Ah, yeah, we can make this so awesome. But <laughs> 20 ounces, that's how big the pint glasses are. Right yeah. now, we've done a lot of ounces of Mickey's. So thank you, Sam Reynolds, for making the 20th episode a pint full of awesome. Always enjoy it, kids. Please keep coming back because I know we're going to keep drinking. Thank you. See you. Okay, don't hit it. Is it just me? Or did it just like all of a sudden, like in the last five minutes, we got really drunk? <laughs> no, it wasn't the last five minutes. It's been like the last ten or fifteen. It's these. Especially well, liquor sing, has the especially devil in seeing it. That. Oh. Holy shit! See if y'all can figure this one out. No, I got nothing. Oh, okay. I've got a bag of nothing that you could haul with an eighteen wheeler. My treaty, my treat, my something. Treat my vagina? No, no, god damn it. You wouldn't know how to do that. My I would know how to do no, that. No, my treat. My treat. My treat? Yeah.
Williams Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go smoke. God damn it! All right. No chicken masquerade. No chicken mask. No chicken. I thought it was box out. Cause look, there's something coming out of the box, man. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I got one more. I don't understand the crazy yes. words. Uh, see if I can figure oh, what the fuck so that one says. I've got to piss so bad I can taste it. Then I have to. Right, drink. I'm, I'm stopping the recording. Right, I mean smoke. 